1: The
0: thermostat in the studio is waffling between 37 and 39 degrees But I promise a warm-up is in store for us And a beautiful Saturday morning Good morning, I'm so happy you're uh, with me I've missed you guys, it's only been a week You know, we're here every Saturday But we only get one day together So, uh, and the sun is starting to cast some beautiful rays Over the radio tower here out back at the studio So everything is going to be Really nice and really beautiful for a Bulldog National Championship weekend And I am with my friend Joe Lample, uh, host of the Joe Gardner Show The podcast, of course, and the television show Growing a Greener World And boy, you watched that game last week too, didn't you? I just did Wow so a great game Don't know if my heart can stand another episode of that Come Monday night, but we'll see We'll see
2: Yeah, Yeah. At least we've had a week to get ready for it I (laughs) know,
0: yeah, like get your breathing back And your heart rate back to normal And uh, and be ready for Monday night And I'm off Tuesday for that very reason Like I'm going to need to recover no matter the outcome (laughs) Good plan um, Well, I mean, my goodness We've been friends now for, would you say, 10 years?
2: Oh, at least, yeah
0: Oh, I've learned so much from you. You're a longstanding friend of Walter Reeves as well. That's how we met. Uh, author, host, teacher, expert gardener you've you've done it all. And the podcast <laughs> is really a great source of information for folks that want to subscribe, um, iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, everywhere that you can get your podcast. Everywhere, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free. The Joe Gardner Show, and uh, we're coming up, Ashley on. Our 300th episode, which is we have it's a weekly episode, and each of them are roughly about an hour long. They're long form, deep dive gardening content, and oftentimes I have a geek alert at the beginning to let everybody <laughs> know it's science-y, And I've learned my audience loves the geek alert podcast the most. <laughs> but um, we're uh, this coming Thursday is episode 295, so we're we're heading in quickly into the third 300th episode, and it's my it's my I love audio. I lo- like you know here we are on the radio. I love audio so much. And uh, I've been doing it now for whatever, however many years that is, six years or so
0: Well, it'll and, take me a while uh, no to chase you down. I've only been doing the show for going on three years now So 300 episodes is quite a ways away But congratulations, and I know you have fun And you and I are similar in that, in that aspect to finding, I don't want to say obscure But topics that gardeners aren't traditionally going to think about And finding those right. people and bringing their stories out
2: Yeah, like we just did an episode on bonsai, Mm -hmm. bonsai uh, this past week. And, you know, it's something that I don't think many of us are actually doing, but who doesn't love to look at those beautiful sculpted trees and just stand there in awe of them? But it's to learn how that process takes and how long it takes to become an expert in that, that craft is incredible. So there was, it was a really cool story. I interviewed a guy. He's only 36 years old. He wow. lives outside of Nashville, but he's got a bonsai nursery. And he studied in Japan for six years, and it took him forever to get accepted. But he's one of the masters. So anyway, that's just an example, a kind of a detour to our conversation. But it reminded me that obscure conversations that are really very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean if anything we know about gardeners, you and I have learned that yeah. A, they're some of the kindest people you'll ever meet, and number two, Indeed. very patient, right? And and we're uh. looking at our plants and checking assessing all the freeze damage, we got to be patient, wait till spring. Uh folks exactly learning bonsai too have to be very patient. It's an art, <laughs> it's a craft. So gardeners yeah. are good at that. We're we're patient people. Yeah. Um and speaking of patience about 9 months it took you to write your latest book And we I wish we had spoken in September October When it came out, but congratulations Your latest book, Thank you. Vegetable Gardening Book uh, Your Complete right. Guide to Growing an Edible Organic Garden from Seed to Harvest I mean, that right there mm-hmm. is everything you need And of course, you had everything Spinning around in your head Because you've been covering this topic for so, yeah. so long With all your fans yeah. and listeners That now it's in paper, it's in print
2: Yeah, it was a nice, you know, it was a really nice It's funny because I, I said to myself and to others, I'd never write another book after my second <laughs> book 15 years ago or five something like that, a long time ago. And, uh, and then when the publisher presented this topic on vegetable gardening, I said, gosh, I, I need to write that book. And so I decided to do it. I bit the bullet. And fortunately, because of all the time I've been talking about growing your own food organically, I had a lot of that content you know, that I'd talked about or written about elsewhere to get started with. And then I, I took that as my foundation wrote an outline and then dove in and went deeper on a lot of those topics. Now, I wish the book were, I, you know, I wish they would have doubled the size of the book. It's already very comprehensive, but there was a lot more to say, um, so maybe that's round two
0: Well, and yeah, I mean the folks that that want that book in their hands And they love laying in bed or on the couch and reading a book It's available on Amazon, very easy to find The vegetable gardening mm-hmm. book But for those that are a little more on the go And very digital, Joe You've got the Online Gardening Academy Which you've been very successful with for years yeah. And folks can find that yeah. off the website, joegardner.com. Um, But that's where all of this really good content is That folks can actually do it at their own pace You have the seasonal courses open, and the next one that's coming up is the Master Seed Starting course, right? Yes,
2: this month. It's coming up at the end of the month. And, and, uh, you know, we only roll out our our premier courses once a year about because I'm very hands-on with the students. And so I can't just do that all through the year because, you know, the the students would miss an opportunity because part of the big value is just tutoring and mentorship and stuff like that. So anyway... Seed starting. This is that time of year, so it's and it's our most popular course. So that's coming up, and during the launch, which is at the like I said at the end of January, um, we're discounting at one hundred and fifty dollars wow. for this window. So yeah, so so Joe dot com slash learn is how somebody could just go. And zero in on that course and get the details And put their name on the notification list Because that's that's how they're not going to miss The opportunity to get the discount
0: Yeah, when when you, they get your emails Y'all do a very good mm-hmm. job of kind of you know Tipping people off like this is coming up Go ahead and sign up for it And that is the first course that I did of yours About three uh, years ago yeah. And it's probably still the same basic course But the advantage of you having a television crew Is you can make edits mm-hmm. whenever you need to Or kind of update the course as need be, right?
2: Well, yes, and, and really the, the advantage is it, it is lifetime access, so we do a lot of updates. And, for example, as new technology comes on and new lighting comes on or heat mats or new varieties of seeds or new techniques or things I think of or somebody suggests that they would like to have in the course, those are the kind of things that we continue to add. So we don't just create it and forget about it. We continue to improve on it year after year, and the lifetime access is the best part uh, for, for everybody to, to not miss out on anything that's updated.
0: So, a master seed starting course uh, by Joe mm-hmm. Lample is going to be very helpful to you. And at the beginning of our conversation in the last hour, Joe, we mentioned not only for starting those seeds in the next month and a half, two months for our summer gardening, but folks can be doing seed right now for round two of mm-hmm. the cool season crops, starting those indoors and getting them ready to go outside.
2: Absolutely. And I've got my seed trays out and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm experimenting with different soils and I even started my peppers already because they are persnickety. They take a long time to really get up and going, and so I add an extra month of time from when I plant them and before tomatoes. So I'll plant tomatoes next month, but I already got ten plus trays of pepper seeds under a lot under. They haven't germinated yet. They take a while, but they're ready. They're growing, so that's a good thing. Okay, should get started on that.
0: And tell tell us what the deal or the discount is for signing up for this soon. The online- um,
2: for master seat starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's $150 off. Wow. So yeah, so that's a that's a pretty aggressive discount. But uh, you know, people love it. And we love people enrolling in the course because they, they really enjoy it. And so we make that special window opportunity with the discount and during the launch.
0: You also, I mean, it's very generous of you, A, to, to let my listeners know about that, but B, another opportunity, how they can get a really good discount on something that they're going to realize in the next month or two they're going to need yeah. a lot of when they're starting their vegetable Yeah, yeah, bins. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there you go, back to soil. Yeah. So um, a lot of us are big fans of Soil Cube. Those are those big yellow bags that you see in people's yards or driveways or on the billboards around town. But we are so lucky, and I tell my national audience this all the time because I talk about Soil Cube because it's my favorite soil, but not everybody can get it because we're in the southeast and they're based in Georgia. We're able to take advantage of composted humus soil, which is honestly, I can't imagine a better soil. So even I'm using it rather than, you know, I make my own compost, but I never make enough. And so this is something you could fill your raised beds with it's something you could put in your grow bags or containers or when you're growing your flowers or to amend your landscape beds there's no there's no reason not to use it and then they've come up with a veggie mix which is brand new for this year which is a little more well draining and so vegetable plants love to have well draining soil but all of that to say they've got you know their big discount january february march and january is their best discount where they're given thirty dollars off a bag, a big yellow bag, and that's for January. And then February, they scale it back by $10. And then in March, it's down to like $10 off. Mm. But all that to say, on top of that, I've partnered with, with them, and they're offering a $5 more off of each bag with Joe Gardner 23. If, if they went online to soil3.com and ordered big yellow bags or mm-hmm. uh, and they put the code in Joe Gardner 23 that's going to give them – um, $5 more off and it's going to calculate the discount into the, the whole price. So it's a sweet deal. And I just, you know, I know a lot of us around here use it and we love it. And why not take advantage of the best price of the year and get an extra $5 off. So I just throw that out there. Thanks for asking about that. Cause it's it's a it's a sweet deal.
0: Yeah, we will not wait till yeah. the last minute. We'll go ahead and have all our ducks in a row so we're ready to go when spring comes around. Um and when you said you do your own compost, uh, we have to go to break, but I did want to ask, mm-hmm. I thought to ask you this earlier. Uh when you're adding things to the compost pile and you're you know, you're keeping it moist, you're keeping it turned at this time of year. Um let me ask you, with some of the things that were damaged in the freeze, maybe like some of our yeah. vegetable plants and things, can we throw those in the, all in the compost? Yeah. They're all in there. That's yeah, what I wanted think- to hear.
2: So I cover them up with some shredded leaves because the brassicas that go bad, I mean, because of cold damage, they stink. Oh, no. <laughs> but only for a day or two. But put some, put some shredded leaves or something over the top of it, and, and you won't have an issue.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, Joe, when we come back, one more segment <laughs> okay. with you. You finally got the biggest item on your garden wish list. Uh-huh. And I- yes. <laughs> Christmas came early for you. And it I can't wait for you to tell people. So if they follow you on social media, they already know. But if not, you're going to find out in less than five minutes here. Stay tuned to 95.5 WSB. Thank you Scott, the update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing Today is going to be a beautiful day, mostly sunny, high of around 60 degrees And tomorrow cloudy with off and on rain showers High reaching about 57, low around 43 So I still have about three minutes with my guest Joe Lample Whom all of you know as Joe Gardner You can find him online, joegardner.com And that's where you can find the podcast, the online garden academy uh, The book, everything you're doing (laughs) Hand. Yeah,
2: it, it, it adds up, doesn't it?
0: It does, and your social media presence is huge, whether it's the the Facebook group or Instagram. Oh my gosh! Drum yeah. roll, please. What did you get?
2: Okay, <laughs> I finally, finally, finally got a greenhouse, and ah! I'm telling you what, Ashley, it's been a very long time coming. So Santa Claus finally listened to me this year after all my many requests over over time, and uh, I got I got the greenhouse on my dreams pretty much so it's it's nice and it took a long time coming even this year like I poured the concrete pad a year ago thinking I was going to have the greenhouse follow up a week or two later so I could use it last year during growing season and because of some city red tape that I wasn't aware of I had to get permitted and approved and all that stuff and that took another nine months so just um a week ago yesterday it got delivered and it's sitting above my garden, looking towards the barn. And it just, I cannot wait to get it dirty right now. It's still pristine and I've done (laughs) talking about social media on Instagram, where I'm at Joe Gardener. Uh, I did a lot of posting on the day it arrived. So this is a big, this is a big 32 by 12 foot building greenhouse that is built in Arkansas. It's put on a uh, pull behind trailer and delivered intact as a complete ready to go greenhouse. Uh, at the point where you tell them where you want it, they have a device that drives it right down to exactly the place you want it delivered. And they set it there. And then eventually, you know, they're gone. They do a final inspection, but I've, I've got this instant look change a greenhouse sitting there that's, It's substantial And so so now I get To put it to work
0: Well for anybody I mean obviously You're going to have A ton of uses for it But if somebody Listening is like I don't think I need A greenhouse What would be One or two of the Absolute big benefits Where if I have Maybe three quarters Of an acre Or an acre I could use a greenhouse Yeah
2: Yeah, There's 101 reasons Why you can use A greenhouse This one's Yoder built By the way If people wanted To see what one looks like they can just go to my Instagram or they can go check out the website and Yoder's Y-O-D-E-R-B-I-L-T Yoder belt, but it's a wood, it's kind of a rustic farming look. Uh, but, um, to your question, yeah, start, start your, harden off your seedlings in there, start your seeds in there. Uh, the sun, Shining down on seedlings inside of a greenhouse gives them the warmth and the photosynthesis that they need much better than, you know, indoor growing. But if anybody's been in a greenhouse listening to the rain or smelling Mm. what plants smell like inside of a greenhouse, that's heaven on earth right there. And so, you know, if anybody's looking for me, just check the greenhouse because That's probably where I'm going to be <laughs> that's, that's the
0: new man cave Well, And so, if I don't have a carport or a garage or something Is a greenhouse good yeah. for me to bring in all my potted stuff when the weather gets cold?
2: Absolutely, and, and, and don't assume that just because it's in a greenhouse It's going to be warm enough You need to check to make sure you don't have any air leaks Or ways that cold air can get in Because while the greenhouse can really warm up your uh, indoor environment that's not a given. You know, you need to you need to plug those gaps and things like that and maybe provide supplemental supplemental heating when it really gets cold uh, for your plants to survive. But they will. I mean, that's the beauty of having a greenhouse. Is it is a place to overwinter your tropicals or your uh, non-hardy plants uh, in a way that you know that they're going to be protected as long as you've made the provisions to
0: well, potentially thrilled.
2: supplement the heat.
0: Thrilled for you and thrilled for the advantages That that's going to provide for so many of your Fans and customers and just the learning Experience along with you Joe Lample Joe Gardner thank you so much for taking The time to join us this morning
2: Always a pleasure Ashley Thank you for having me
0: and next time you'll Be in studio and we'll take some calls how about that That's a deal All right, I love it happy new year friend Thank you so much and when we come back Another friend of the show Allison Smith From Pike Nursery next on WSB
1: With Ashley Frasca
2: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
1: On 95.5 WSB I
0: have really had a good time Talking to my friend Joe Lample So glad that he was along for the last hour To share with us some really inspiring And encouraging stuff Starting seed, uh, I love that challenge Every year, I look forward to getting all of my stuff ready And Geeking out, as he said, being a little plant geek Starting all of your stuff from seed But whether or not you have a use for a greenhouse Inspiration to grow vegetables in the garden You don't have to start them from seeds You can go to Pike Nursery, get the plants And they're ready to go And once you've mastered that That's when you kind of go on to that technique of starting seeds So always good to talk to Joe um, When I get home later today And I'm in front of the computer I will be updating everything on the Facebook page When you search Facebook Green and Growing WSB And let you know all the useful links Uh, And topics we covered on the show today So you can go back and be like oh Ashley said She had a diagram about pruning a cherry Tree I missed that or the tea Olive oh my goodness if you're just tuning in uh, Starting right 6 o'clock on the Nose we were talking about tea olive uh, freeze Damage that was by far the most prevalent Plant that most Georgia Gardeners have noticed got bit by the Freeze so I'll update all of that if you Followed me there Uh, right now Following up Joe Lample is another one of the most awesome people that I've gotten to know doing this show It's Allison Smith from the Lindbergh Pike Nursery Hello
1: Good morning, happy new year Y'all
0: are making me so happy today I'm just so glad you're oh, here I love it, <laughs> same Yes, happy new year to you And so you've got a fun topic today I'm talking about houseplants But there's different categories, right Allison? Like we know if we've got a really sunny spot We can do a lot of those tropicals and stuff Uh, Medium light, eh, whatever, they get some sun, some not. But why low light today?
1: Well, you know, a lot of people, and at some points in my different homes, um, I've been one of them, uh, get discouraged if they've got uh, low light or no natural light in their home and think that, you know, oh, geez, I can't have houseplants and that's simply not true. Um, (laughs) I recently moved into a home that uh, is north-facing and has very few western windows and had to kind of change up my houseplant game, and I was so excited to find the great varieties of lush houseplants that actually thrive and are rather easy to grow as well in low or no natural light houses.
0: So would this be like a good starter houseplant for somebody who, you know, says they don't have a green
1: thumb, like a low light one's a little less maintenance Absolutely, absolutely I tell all of our clients and, and friends alike That when you're going in and, and you're choosing if you've got lower light Or if you want a starter plant That you can put in a lower light area A lot of the ones we're going to talk about today Are really easy um, As long as you, you don't need to water everything Every day yes. <laughs> Which I think is most of us
0: <laughs> Yes, And like don't set it on the calendar Like oh I water all my house plants on Wednesdays Like you can't really go by that Because they all have different needs But then you run the risk of over. Overwatering you don't water them just because the calendar Says so you stick your finger in there And water them when they need it right
1: That's right. That's right. And although there are exceptions, Ashley, um, a lot of times our low light houseplants, because they don't have an abundance of light, and and that's okay, they don't need it. They're not going to evaporate that water as quickly. So generally speaking, this isn't true of all of them, but generally speaking, the lower light houseplants don't need as frequent watering. So that can be a a little bit easier as a new houseplant owner um, starts off. And, you know, sometimes we miss a week of watering. Sometimes that's okay with a lot of these Guys, yeah, it is, it is not yeah. going to be a fatal mistake
0: one time. No, <laughs> that's right, well, that's right. <laughs> so when we go into Pike Nursery, the thing I love is literally the house plant department uh, is labeled. Like you look up above at the sign: high light, medium light, low light. So when we head to the low light section, what are some of the showier ones that we're going to see?
1: Yeah, let's talk about some of the real pretty ones. Um, first, uh, Aglaonema, which is a mouthful, but it's also known as Chinese evergreen. And these are recognizable. They have, there's a lot of different patterns and colors, ranging from like green to pinks to reds. Some of my favorite have a really bold pink in the center and a little green on the outside. Um, they're they're lovely plants. These are ones we have to be mindful of the watering. Um, and I usually recommend that you know you you. Put your little pinky in mm-hmm. and test the soil to see if it's too moist before we just blindly water. They are a little sensitive to that, but they're gorgeous color, especially if we're looking to brighten up a lower light area. Also similar is uh, calathea, and this there's such a great variety of calathea out there, from really um, broad, bold, wide leaves that have orange, um, sorry, pink. Um, green and variegated green stripes in there to the lance. And that's the ornata. Sorry, if you want to get um, real technical, the <laughs> lance um also known as the rattlesnake. Now, listen, oh, I don't yeah. like snakes, but I love this plant. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The underbelly of the foliage is like this really bright um, fuchsia maroon color. But the top has got this light green offset with a really dark green and little spots uh, dark green. So it kind of mimics uh, a rattlesnake look. Um, it's not dangerous. It's lovely. And furthermore, it's pet safe. So we've got loads of clients that come in all the time and they want to make sure that their furry friends, the the kitty cats and the puppies that are very curious about plants, aren't going to be harmed. The calathea is a great plant for this.
0: Good. Okay. And the the beautiful big leaves on those are just really outstanding.
1: They really are. And the variegation and uh, they're just so pretty. Uh, they almost don't look real sometimes. Right. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then if we move down to some really easy low light plants, and I wouldn't say these aren't as, you know, interesting. I think they're great. The first um, houseplant I ever got was a pothos, mm-hmm. And these are super easy. Yeah, I I kind of joke with a lot of my friends, you have to work to kill this plant. <laughs> it's a really great do. starter plant. You <laughs> really do. They will grow and grow and grow. And they come in a bunch of really great green varieties. We've got the neon, which is like a bright chartreuse green. Um, marble queen, which is a variegation. It's like a deeper jade color with some, some elements of, of that gold in there. And then pearls and jade, which is one of my favorites because it's white and green. And again, these are trailing plants. so They do great in hanging baskets. Or if you have a container up on like a plant stand or a shelf and you want to get that movement, you know, that plants can provide, this is a great one to do. It just grows so easily. I Mine's love it. It's
0: in a hanging basket above my garden tub, and it's super, super happy. And I've also heard it called devil's ivy. Is that is that right? That is another name. Yeah. It is indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know where it got that name. I, I should don't look either. into
0: that. Well, so better than devil's ivy, though, is the next one that I know you're going to mention: mother-in-law's <laughs> tongue. Like, no offense to the mother-in-laws out there, but that's a right. fantastic name for that. It's a
1: fantastic <laughs> name. Some, it's the Sansevieria, uh-huh. mother-in-law's tongue. When I first heard that, I was like, "What does this look like?" And now I kind of know yeah. why. Um, uh, they're upright. They almost look like succulents. And these, these are one um, of the plants that I was referring to that needs very little water. Um, They're great first-time plants. Uh, The other name, interestingly enough, that a lot of people may recognize is the snake plant. Mm -hmm. So it's a snake plant or mother-in-law's tongue. Um, These guys will grow. You can put them in medium light. So if if you're discouraged that, oh, I don't have a low light area, the sansevieria will do well, as will the pothos actually also, in in low to medium light, but it thrives in, in low light. It's not going to grow very quickly, similar to a succulent, and literally can go weeks without watering. Um, it's got really pretty upright Dramatic strong foliage So this isn't a trailer This isn't a drapey plant It's really stark It's got a very modern look cool. So um, My yes. friend
0: Carol I was just over at my friend Carol's house the other day And she has one on the kitchen island But right above it is one of those lights Like a uh, What do you call it? Uh, it hangs down Like the light hangs down yeah. like There's a cord yeah. and then the can You know Is right above the island And yes. right where that light hits the Sansevieria There's like a brand new leaf coming right out the middle And it's by far the tallest leaf Because it's getting the most uh, light So that's like really good for them Growing faster
1: Yes, in fact, that's true. If you if you buy one and you're like, oh, really, I really want the impact of this to get larger, put it in taller, put it in an area that gets a little bit more bright light, or you know, near uh, a hanging lamp, or you know, I wouldn't go so far as like a grow lamp. I don't think that's necessary, but just getting it in some bright light would be fantastic. If you if you want to get a little a little speed, a little acceleration there on its growth rate. Otherwise, it's it's generally a very uh, slow grower, um, but just a great uh, a great house plant to have. It's beautiful.
0: like under pendant light. That's that's what I was trying yeah, to think. Pendant. Yeah, like go. the light that comes down. <laughs> yes. I was like, Oh, what was that called? Um so no, so those are great. That's a great gift too, like you said, tall and sturdy, really yep. doesn't require much. Um and peace lily, you know, I mean, those are really happy plants. I, I I used to associate them with funerals when I was a kid, but people are given those even at a funeral and can keep them alive for 20, 30, 40 years.
1: Absolutely, um, th- they're really popular plants. They're very easy. The one misgiving about um, peace lilies is that uh, that that we need to wait till they droop before they water them. Now okay. you can do that. You you really can. The great thing about the peace lily, and this is just an Allison term, they're very communicative plants, right? They let us know when they need a little water, but that's stressful for the plant as well. So I wouldn't I wouldn't advise. Um, clients and plant owners to rely exclusively on the peacefully drooping and lilting before they water it, they Inconsistent watering can really lead to, to crispier or, or wilting leaves, and it just stresses out the plant. No big deal if you forget to water and you see it drooping and then you water it. That's fine. That's the, you being a good plant parent and reacting to the need. But generally speaking, it, it needs a little bit more consistent watering. They do they do like that water. It doesn't have to stay real tamp, real damp, but, um, yeah, be mindful of the water. And, uh, and also it can – this, the peace lily can do well in brighter areas, also. So just be mindful that when you move it into out of a, a lower to medium light area, it's probably going to evaporate water a little more quickly. Mm-hmm. And certainly uh, during the winter when we've got our heat kicking and the air is drier. So just keep em, keep an eye on that water. They're super easy plants, so and those white blooms are just stunning. Oh, they are. So they're they great. Are. Yeah.
0: So Allison, I know you've got one more you want to mention, yep. plus some classes today at Pike Nursery, and I'm going to hold you over to mention those. But do you mind taking a call with me? about a a popular house plant? I'd love to. All right, very good. So Brandy has been so patient calling from my county, Cherokee County up in Canton. Hey Brandy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Really good. So I held over your call so that Allison could help me with the answer too. But uh, what is the plant that you're calling about? And I hope you're having good luck with it. (laughs) I'm actually am having good luck with it.
2: It's an orchid plant. I have three of them. Um my question is, how often do I have to change the pot for it? And also, if they
1: ever the leaves ever turn brown, what do I do? Ah, that's my question. Mm,
0: good question. Okay, All those right. are
1: good questions so keeping it in bright light is going to be the most important thing as you probably know it sounds like your orchids are thriving so that's great Um, when you do repot it uh, you want to use orchid bark or a nice arid mix Um, I know at all the pike nurseries we sell both orchid bark and a a nice airy bark filled orchid mix to repot and that's because the root system as you notice they grow up and out they like to absorb their moisture through the humidity Mm -hmm. so as far is the uh, the green leaves browning. Do you have that problem going on right now? I already put her back on hold, but I know once oh, okay. they
0: once they brown, we're going to go yeah. ahead and cut them off but just hope that they'll from the center form
1: new leaves. That's right. And and really just staying on a proper watering course. We water ours at least once a week. Um, you know, all orchid pots have holes in them for that aeration uh, that the roots need. Um so we just submerge ours in a couple inches of water so that the bark actually can absorb the water. And then throughout the week, the bark releases that humidity that the roots in turn absorb. And that, that and bright light are really the keys to success. Good, And
0: it is important to tell folks, Brandy's familiar with orchids, but maybe folks that aren't or have never received them or grown them When you see those air roots, right, the roots literally coming out of the top of the soil and winding over the side of the pot, that's normal for those That's not an indication that it necessarily needs to be repotted, that's just what they do,
1: right? That's absolutely right, that's absolutely right,
0: that's how they grow in the wild So a few brown leaves, one or two from time to time is not a bad thing. But if all of them are going brown, that's probably not a good sign.
1: Yeah, and the kind of browning. If you're getting brown spots, you may want to look at, at how frequently you're watering. If the leaves are getting squishy or, or slimy at all, that could be an indicator, um, along with the brown spots, of perhaps an overwatering issue. Okay. Um, if they're getting crispier brown on the end, um, you may want to also look at, at watering and light. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for that. And, Brandy, great question. Thank you so much for timing on that. that was great. Well, when we come back, Allison, I'm going to have you mention one more great low light houseplant as well as the classic. Classes at Pike Nursery today. Folks need to be gearing up for that starting at 10 a.m. We'll be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB. All right. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing Today you're going to be really pleased With 60 degrees and mostly sunny skies But scattered showers Maybe off and on rain tomorrow A high of 57, a low of 43 The complete forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes So Allison Smith from Pike Nursery Back with me um, Thank you for answering Brandy's question about orchids I thought that was quite timely The fact that we're talking about houseplants But specifically yeah, low light plants. So you've shared with us uh, Calathea, pothos is so easy uh, Sansevieria, snake plant And what's the last one?
1: ZZ plant. Oh, um yeah. they're so easy. We literally say ZZ's are easy. Well, except um, for pronouncing it. Like
0: you, <laughs> the whole the real name, you can't pronounce, so that's why
1: we call it ZZ, right? <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> yes. exactly right. We even label them ZZ. Yes. We don't even mess with the no, full name. No, no. <laughs> but those are great. Again, go weeks without watering, similar to the Sansevieria. In fact, we house them in the and display them in the store right by the Sansevieria. Yeah. So, great house great easy low light house plants for sure.
0: Cool. All right. So you've gotten folks excited about filling the void from taking the Christmas decorations down. If the house is bare, if your desk, you're back at the office and you figure you need a little greenery to to spice things up or
1: whatever, Uh, we can learn from the experts at the stores today. Absolutely. Um, We are offering two free classes today, back to back. And this is great for anyone. The first one at 10 a.m. is Houseplant Basics. And look, this is great for beginners, but also it's a good refresher. You know, maybe you haven't messed with your houseplants or gotten any new ones. Jump on in. Um, Timothy's teaching it here at Lindbergh. And in all of our stores, with the exception of the Buckhead location, these classes will be held at 10. And then the follow-up class at 11 is going to be on low-light houseplants. And you'll get to see and touch and feel not only the varieties and the sizes, but also the care. So it's a great time, like you said, when we've removed our Christmas tree and we, we feel the void of the lights and the decorations. Why not get something that's going to last for a nice long time and fill that void The houseplants are great So this is
0: awesome, y'all are doing back-to-back classes But if I come to the 10 o'clock, just houseplant basics And figure I want to stay and sit through the the 11 o'clock when I can stay for both
1: Absolutely, grab your coffee this morning, come on in We'll have chairs inside so it's nice and cozy (laughs) It'll be great Thank you, Allison, that was a great
0: topic and, and very timely And I really appreciate your knowledge on all of those things
1: Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to talk to you.
0: All right. I'll see you soon. Happy New Year. And to you. Bye. Thanks, Allison. So great to hear from Allison Smith with Pike Nursery. uh, In the last hour, Joe Lample. Uh, also known as Joe Gardner Had a great show today with Anne and DeMarco And all of you So I'll be recapping on the Facebook page uh, When you search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB Pretty much all of what we covered today But the main theme of the show today Was a lot of the cold damage, right? From the Christmas freeze uh, A lot of you are just so worried about your gardenias Your pedalum, your ligustrum uh, Even some azaleas that really have brown leaves And the moral of the story is just Wait Just We have to sit back and wait and be patient See if these things are going to recover I have a very good feeling along with Walter Reeves That they will, they absolutely will We've had cold weather before, it may come again We don't know, but the second time around If you hear meteorologist uh, Christina Edwards Prepare us for another freeze between now and spring We're going to be a little bit better prepared uh, Have all the tools and resources necessary To cover those plants that you're worried about But don't do any major pruning right now Don't do any really if you can help it Because any new growth that those plants are going to put on Could be damaged by the next freeze if we have one So uh, just sit back and wait Be patient Keep moving about with other things And find some things that can keep you busy from now until spring But I hope you plan to join me here Every Saturday morning we do the show together 6 to 9, Green and Growing on WSB And by the end of the weekend You'll be able to listen back to any parts of the show as a podcast You can get that anywhere podcasts are available And also on wsbradio.com So have a wonderful weekend And go dogs. we need back-to-back titles Monday night's going to be a big one Take care